AgBioScience is supported by Indiana Farm Bureau. This is AgBioScience. Welcome. Thanks for joining. I'm Mitch Frazier, CEO of Agrinovus Indiana, and this is the podcast where we explore all things AgBioScience, the people, the products, and innovations across food, animal health, plant science, and ag tech. Labor challenges in agriculture have prompted an arms race of sorts, with every major equipment manufacturer acquiring technology to bolster strength in autonomy and automation. From John Deere's acquisition of Blue River and Bear Flag to Agco's acquisition of Trimble's Ag Business, companies are accelerating efforts to reduce reliance on labor. Today's guest is taking a different approach, one built custom for the farmer and on a much smaller platform. This is going to be fun. Welcome Barn Owl Precision Ag founder and CEO, Sarah Hinckley. Sarah, it is great to be with you. Welcome to Ag Bioscience. Thanks for having me, Mitch. I'm excited to be here. This need, Sarah, to address labor challenges, solve real challenges on the farm, it's one I know you take personally. But before we dig into how you are solving it, we have to learn more about you. I love your story from a college job at Chick-fil-A to addressing tough on-farm challenges with drones and robots. Give us a flyover. What's Sarah's journey been to Barn Owl Precision Ag? My family has a long history of farming and ranching, and some of my happiest memories are of my great-grandfather teaching me how to drive a tractor and then running into the fields to pick a fresh tomato for dinner. I can just hear my, grand- my great-grandfather yelling now, come on, cows, with a big dip in his mouth, and, <laughs> and then watching all the cows starting to follow, and that, you know, that memory just kind of instilled in me. It definitely changed my life. My parents are divorced, and at a young age, my mom moved my brother and I back to Dallas, Texas, so I spent a lot of time in the big city as well. But much of my adolescence was spent in between Dallas and then on the farm, and so I got to see both sides of it. I started working at a very young age as well, outside of, you know, kind of doing the farm stuff and and other family-related things. And at 14, I got my first official job at a Chick-fil-A in Dallas. I would say that this job taught me everything about service and labor and building different types of systems. I grew with the company and I helped open new restaurants throughout Texas and eventually starting down the path to ownership uh, with Chick-fil-A. I went to Texas State University and I got my undergraduate in business management there. And during that Texas State University and Chick-fil-A San Marcos job, my brother and I, we worked together at that restaurant and we actually helped to build the system that you use today and the drive-through with the people standing outside. Oh, wow. Yeah, taking orders. In 2009, we were just using paper and headset and we would call in the order to the person on the inside and then we would hop cars and, and now it's much improved and they've developed a ton of technology But it was really exciting to be a part of that development and that innovation in a different type of industry. There at Texas State University is where we met our other co-founder, Brian. He was going to school for accounting at McCoy School of Business. And so Brian is now actually my husband. And so the the business is a family-owned business, which helps us stay connected to the farm and, and understand how small farms manage business as family. We work together in many different environments, from the restaurants to a different company that my brother and I started together, Fifth Man Window Washing, which was great. And then eventually, my grandparents in La Junta, Colorado, started to get sick, and so we decided it was time to move back home. 
The companies that we were with wouldn't keep us on at the time. Jaren was flying all around the United States and the world using the drone technology to perform analysis on stockpiles, uh, rock quarries, and other things. And then Brian was building technology in the restaurant industry, so point-of-sale systems and back-end efficiency management and other kind of things. And then using my business management degree, we decided to put it all together with our local rural communities in La Junta, Colorado. And at that time, we saw the pain and the challenges that our farmers were facing in a completely different light. It wasn't the same as, you know, hanging out with my great-grandfather on the back of the tractor. It was, you know, we don't have profits, we don't have labor, we don't have resources. And so we decided we needed to try to help and, and not leave our small towns again. And, and here we are. An incredible story, Sarah. There's so many things that I want to pull apart, but I know we have to keep going. But this idea that every time we order at Chick-fil-A, Sarah Hinckley's fingerprints are on it is going to be one that, that I, I will never forget. When we look at uh, Barnow Precision, you started this business really focused on drones and imagery. You talked about the connection to counting things and stockpiles. What was the impetus? Like, how, how did the company evolve into this broader portfolio of products that you have now from robots to technology? It was mostly from our growers telling us what they needed today, tomorrow, and then what would be nice to have in the future. So, you know, using Jaren's experience in the drone technology, we decided to just start out really small scale working with our growers and saying, hey, we have this opportunity. We have this information that is so vital to you as a grower. What do you need? How can we help? And from there, we built the system that was the drone system. We started expanding that throughout Colorado, Arkansas, Kansas, Missouri. And then as that process continued, our farmers said, okay, this is great. Thank you for, for what we need today. Now, tomorrow, I need labor. So how do we solve that labor problem in either availability or reliability or cost? And so they said, if you can solve the labor challenge, we'll you know, continue to work and, and grow with you guys. And so, and you know, 2021, we went out and tried to figure out if we could build robots. My brother likes to say that we decided robots because we're, we're millennials and we don't want to go out and do it ourselves. So the robots came in. And so we've been able to integrate systems that already exist and develop some custom proprietary solutions that all work together to create a low-cost, efficient system that farmers can use in a very complex you know, ecosystem that is agriculture. As you look at the product portfolio today, and for those that are, are listening and not viewing on YouTube, behind Sarah's right shoulder looks like a wagon. And it is not a wagon. It is a barn owl precision ag robot. Describe what we're looking at. Describe what the solution is that farmers are using today from barn owl. So it is a, a small hot pink, basically, robot. The hot pink is for high visibility, orange and, and other you know, high-vis colors were already taken, so we decided to be the only pink robot in the industry. It is about two foot by two foot. It weighs 150 pounds. It can tow 2,000 pounds, and it is designed to perform. It tows an implement, and then it's designed to perform different tasks. Rower decides what that task is based on their needs that day or their overall needs for the season. And the tasks are mechanical precision weeding. So if you want reduced till or no till, it can perform kind of a, a stabbing mechanism. Light cultivation for both in 
between the plants and in the row, and then precision spraying for all of those high-cost organic or just high-cost other inputs that are needed. And then it also does planting. So if, if your tractor goes out and it, and it performs a full planting, then we can go in and we can plant the misplants, or we can go in and replant the areas that, that didn't emerge as well. Then it continues to manage it throughout the entire season. And kind of the most unique thing about our system is that the drone technology creates basically a digital twin so that the robots know where everything is at every single moment. The mapping also allows for kind of the, the growth understanding of the operation of the plant, of the irrigation systems, of the inputs that you're putting on. So the NDBI comes up, we can do automated plant counts, and we can do yield productions and, and all sorts of other really incredible things, all just by integrating systems that either already somewhat exist or, or were built by us. It is an incredible story and what it will look like in the future being driven by farmers. We'll dig into it right after this quick 60 second break. Being your own boss is a different kind of job. You have to work harder, smarter, and you can't afford to let your health slow you down. That's why Indiana Farm Bureau is there with more affordable plans for members who need to stay on top of their health so they can stay on top of their business, whether it's a farm or any other kind of company, concern, or enterprise. To learn more about medical, dental, vision, and Medicare supplement insurance plans sponsored by Indiana Farm Bureau, visit infbhealthplans.com. Welcome back to Ag Bioscience. We are talking with Sarah Hinckley, co-founder and CEO of Barn Owl Precision Ag. Sarah, I love your approach to being driven by farmers. You talk about how, how you've talked with farmers, how you've let them lead you through innovation. When you're out talking with farmers today, wherever it may be, what are the big challenges that they're really trying to solve and how is that shaping your approach to innovation? I would say production, environment, and income are the most common things. The resources available for healthy and, and efficient production are declining from soil to labor. You know, labor is the immediate challenge just because of its increasing cost, its availability, or reliability. Even if you're able to get labor, human labor is very expensive and valuable. And so being able to manage that is, is a, it's much more challenging than managing robots usually. The extreme weather with longer periods of hot days or inconsistent rainy seasons are causing the farmers delays in planting or having to change when they apply or when they harvest or when they do certain things. And just the adjustment time and the inconsistency has been a real challenge. And then the last one, the income. It's that many of our small farmers are having to rely on secondary sources of income to make ends meet. But we're seeing some of the highest net farm incomes in, in decades. And so something there just isn't quite right. Every time we consider a new development, we keep these things in mind. And if we aren't sure how our, our farmers will feel about it, we just go out and ask. We show them and then we adjust based on what the kind of the consensus is. It's not going to be the perfect solution for everyone, especially large growers who, who have 50,000 or 100,000 acres. Uh, but we're trying to keep things simple and practical. And that way, you know, the complex and the expensive technology, it's, it's not added to a problem on the farm. This custom approach to solutioning, really tough to scale, right? As, as you're working with producers, how are you doing it? And how do new markets like those here in the Midwest fit into a long-term growth plan for Barnow? It is tough. It's definitely one of our, our more challenging problems. But most things that are worth doing are very, very tough. In new markets, we connect with the already available support systems. So the, you know, the extension offices, the research centers 
are great resources that already have an understanding of that region. And so we go and we ask. We try to be as vulnerable as possible and say we don't know what the region is, but we want to learn. We want to work with the growers in this area to understand the specific needs and then make slight adjustments to our system that are appropriate. A good example could be rain. There's a lot of dry land. In Colorado, we aren't dry land because we don't have any water. But in other areas, there is rain. And so adjusting our weight for our robot to be able to work in in rain is a good example. You know, as we consider the Midwest, we are definitely a Midwest appropriate company, I would say, just because of what we're trying to do. We already have clients in, in Kansas and Arkansas and Missouri. And so it's a priority for us to be able to to help the farmers that we already do have rather than expand overseas, for example. We can solve the problems that are here today in front of us, and then we can move on to, to the next forefront. I want to zoom out here a bit, Sarah. You were really humble as you walked through your, your path to Barnow. Second startup, you mentioned the window cleaning business with your brother, I think, and talked about sort of that episode, that experience. But as you have now been in Barnow, you've led the window cleaning business, you've gained some insights into entrepreneurship, into growing a business from nothing to something. For those entrepreneurs that are listening, what insight, what advice, what experiences can you share that would really be helpful to them? Maybe some who are in the same seat you were in 5, 10, 15 years ago. The window washing company, Fifth Man Window Cleaning, it was great. It was small. We saw a need in our local community. And I, I would say that being at Chick-fil-A just kind of made you think of how the perspective is from, from all. You know, it's the, the first entrance, the first mile. So in the window washing company, we saw a need and we jumped in. We tried to fill it. You know, we went to every business that had a dirty window and, and said, we can give you this perspective and help that first mile for your customers. And it was profitable. We didn't really want to scale it beyond our local community just because it wasn't a true passion for us like Barn Owl is. But from that, we learned how to start and run a business, how to make decisions, how to talk to clients, how to file business taxes, all of the things that are both fun and really not fun. For other entrepreneurs, I would say you only have the one life, so do what makes you happy. And if you want to try to make a difference, please, please try. There's going to be risk. There's going to be potential failures. But every failure is an opportunity to learn and adjust and make a difference. And sometimes it'll hurt in pride or physically. <laughs> you know, pushing a 150-pound robot up a ditch is definitely painful. But it, it matters. And so if you have something that is, is worth something, go out and try. Take the risk and just give it all you got. So good, Sarah. I have to imagine the Kathy family. Uh, my hope is somehow, some way, the Chick-fil-A Kathy family is listening and they're like, that's our Sarah. My <laughs> hope that's real. What's ahead for Barnow? There, there's a lot going on. What's the next chapter of Barnow look like? The simple answer is go out and get it done. You know, we can talk about it. We can build it. But if we don't go out and get it done, then it won't make a difference in our farmers the today, tomorrow, and in the future. So in 2024, we're going to go out and deploy for the clients on our wait list. Uh, we're raising some investment right now to be able to do that. And then beyond that, we're going to keep on building and, you know, create a data system that makes a difference. And the technology that is available today will make a difference, not only for our small farmers, as long as we make them a priority, but also in other industries. And so we're building a business that will be able to 
integrate the systems that are beneficial for healthcare and supply chains and and all sorts of other things. And as long as we keep our small farmers first, then then I think we can go out and do it. It is a bold ambition, and it's one that is absolutely electric. Sarah Hinkley, co-founder, CEO of Barn Owl Precision Ag. Sarah, it has just been a delight. Thanks so much for spending time with us on Ag Bioscience. Thanks so much, Mitch. I appreciate being here. And thank you for joining us. You can get the latest Ag Bioscience news and insights from discussions just like this by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And while there, you can access our entire library and give us a review. Don't forget, you can always learn more online at agronovusindiana.com. On behalf of the entire Agronovus team, I'm Mitch Frazier saying thanks for listening. We look forward to seeing you real soon. This podcast is a product of Agronovus Indiana in collaboration with Inside Indiana Business, hosted by Mitch Frazier. Produced by Kayla Chittister and Fabian Rodriguez. Photography by Kaylee Kerr. To get all ag bioscience news all the time, visit agronovisindiana.com.